do, as most folks were probably letting computers do all the work, and they were headed out for a, a three-day weekend. But having said that, we still work, we still had a trade, and so we're going to talk about what went on, not only today in the markets, but really an overall of what happened this last week. Jeff Peterson joins us. He is with Heartland Farm Partners, and an interesting week for corn and soybeans, and I was thinking, you know, we might have seen a positive end to the tra- trade today. It didn't happen. What are your thoughts when you look at this bigger picture? Well, that's what's interesting, Susan. It's, it's always tough to gauge trade at this time of year, basically seeing that Christmas and the year volume can be light, and, and stories can move the market higher or lower. But overall, what it looks like for the week is that, that March corn's down 12 and a half as we look out to the new crop. December of 2022 is down seven and a half for the week. Soybeans fared a little bit better. We are seeing all the bids move from January on over to March. So the March soybeans were down a penny and a half. And as a side note on that, Susan, some of the basis levels as you're looking out there on soybeans, you could see a little bit of widening out there. It's not because that market's getting softer on the basis side. It's just because we've got the March prices higher than the January price. And then as we look out to new crop of soybeans in November 2022, they actually fared better for the week. They were up four and a quarter. So that was interesting trade this week. So having said that, let's do a comparison to just a year ago because it's easy to put everything in one bucket and forget the changes we've seen over the last year. Yeah, it really is. This time of year, it's always interesting to look back. And, and I was a little bit surprised, actually, Susan, as, Susan, as I did look back, a March, soy, or a March corn, um, as we look back uh, a year ago, was at $4.40, believe it or not. And the December 2022 corn was at 403 And just do a little quick comparison, currently uh, March futures, you know, are at 593 today, so you're $1.53 higher on that March corn. And then the new crop side, you know, 546 is where we ended up closing compared to the the 403 so we're $1.43 higher on the corn side on new crop. And then over on the bean side, uh, March soybeans a year ago were at 1091, and the new crop November 2022 uh, soybeans were at 1017. So big difference from compared to a year ago. So how would you describe what we see in kind of the current mood of both the corn and the soybean market? You know, it's is we overall if we sit back and say, okay, what's going on? Overall, we we still are right in amongst the weather market, and everybody probably gets tired of us talking about that. But that that is what's driving everything right now. But you've got things that are intermixed in with that, and you've got everybody continuing to watch as numbers come out weekly. You know, what's the ethanol demand looking like? Are we still using the amount of corn we need to for ethanol? And everybody's watching the exports probably. Watching the soybean exports more than necessarily the corn exports, and and mainly just because of how, you know, we've seen not maybe as many soybeans moving to China as we'd like to see. So there's that's being watched, but also everybody at the back of their minds wondering, okay, as we go down the road, how does biofuels, you know, how does that all mix in? How does ethanol end up mixing into all this, and and ultimately how does you know, the renewable diesel and that, how does that all mix in? Now, those last two are bigger stories that we're looking at down the road. But that that's kind of the current situation and what the market's looking at. And it's been an interesting, I mean, we know that the pressure is coming from waiting for export numbers to take place and, and wondering why they haven't popped along as what we saw in the last year. The demand just seems to have waned off this last couple of, you know, couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. And, and something we always have to kind of remember is this week when the export numbers came out, we actually a little over 
you know, a little over a million metric tons on the corn side and, and you know, 500 and change on a thousand metric tons and change on the, on the soybean export side, we, we always have to be careful during those holiday weeks that, you know, we can have some trade that's, you know, not as much as we could think. And we'll have to watch uh, about two weeks from now. We'll keep a close eye and see how the numbers kind of rebound after we get through this holiday time. So having said that, how does demand look um, when it comes to the ethanol for corn right now? You know, the margins are not uh, not as good as they were, but margins are good enough to continue to keep the ethanol plants uh you know, producing um, strongly right now to give you an idea this last Wednesday when the numbers came out from the Energy Information Administration, EIA, uh, you know, we we're about a million fifty nine thousand barrels per day actual, you know, production. And that compared uh, to, to basically a year ago, we're up 13.4 percent. Now, we always like to get a feel of how are we comparing when we go all the way back and look to the beginning of the crop year was started on September 1st. So year to date since then, um, we're up 8.3% compared to USDA saying we're going to be up about 4.4%. So down the road, and there's going to be more and more talk as we go forward talking about, okay, what does the January WASDE report going to look like? Uh, Down the road, uh, I think we continue to see the the corn use uh, for ethanol number continue to increase. And And honestly, if we stayed on this pace, one could argue that we could maybe see 100, 150 million, maybe an outside chance of 200 million more bushels of corn use going into the ethanol side. Now, we won't see that change happen in the January report, but as we go down the road, we could sure see that change, Susan. Well, having said that, speaking of change, driving habits are changing a little bit as we continue to see COVID rear its ugly head once again. Do you see that having any ethanol effects? Yeah, it it can, you know, and that's a big thing that everybody's watching on. And that's one of those things that I failed to mention that's intermixed into the overall environment is what's this Omicron virus going to, you know, COVID variant going to end up doing? How's that going to impact driving and everything? So that's definitely something we have to keep a very close eye on as we go into this new year. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We are going to continue on this New Year's Eve holiday to look at what's happening from an export standpoint and what we're going to see as we come into 2022, as well as uh, looking at the weather there in South America. More is coming up. It's the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Again, as we mentioned, markets were open for the Friday trade ahead of the New Year's holiday. Having said that, it was a quieter trade day. And I wanted to ask, before we look at some export information, and I should mention Jeff Peterson is joining us with Heartland Farm Partners. Jeff, come as no surprise that we saw such a, a quiet trade on a Friday? Yeah, I don't really think so. You know, we've, we we kind of got some of the big moves out of the way. We had some big moves this week. You know, beans moved uh, 30 cents, uh, you know, down and and uh, we've had some movement like that this week. So for us to come into this final day, no bill, no real big adjustments out there on the South American forecast. You know, no real big surprises out there. New information coming into the market right now. So no, not too much of a surprise. We saw a pretty light trade today and also pretty light movement on price. So what do you think in export-wise as we look at both corn and soybeans? We wrapped up this year as we move into next. Yeah, so we always go back and take a look at starting with, you know, what is what is USDA expecting? And and we go back to the December WASDE report, and we compare, you know, the 2021 exports over the 2020, and, 
and they're thinking that exports will be down about 9.1%. Uh, but when we look at the total commitments, when we dig into those numbers deeply and we look at you know what we've got for export sales that are left to ship, we also look at what's been shipped, we actually are showing that we're actually down about 5.7%. And so what that suggests is that, you know, we may very well have another, oh, it could be as much as, you know, 80 million bushels at some point down the road. I don't think we'll see that adjustment made in the January report, but we could see that type of adjustment down the road. We also think that it's possible that we could even do better than that on the corn exports. Part of the reason for that is is the fact that there are some problem areas in South America, um, Brazil on that first crop, and we know that first crop for that Brazilian corn you know, a lot of that stays domestic, and, and as a result of the problems that Brazil had last year with their safrina corn crop, the U.S. is going to be very well positioned and very competitive on price to continue making exports as we move through into our growing season and on out into the summer. So we think the corn export number uh, is going to need to go up down the road. Um, the bean one's a, a rather interesting one, and it's actually one that probably gets a little bit more attention then here lately from the negative side than the corn when we look back to the january report or excuse me the december report usda is showing exports uh, year over year to be down about 9.4 percent now when we dig in to look at those total commitments just like what we did on the corn side our numbers actually show that we're down 24.2 percent now the challenging part we have is that our, our window is closing rapidly and we know that uh, we probably only have a couple more, you know, maybe two more weeks here, maybe maybe upwards to a month in which we're going to have to see some additional sales come on the books. And it's possible we see, you know, China step in and, and buy some additional if they're a little concerned about what's going on in South America. But, you know, we are getting to a point in here where we're thinking that we may not end up making USDA's number on the on the soybean side, and as a result, uh, exports may need to be lowered just slightly down the road, unless we continue to see these really dry conditions persist in southern Brazil and Argentina. So, having said that, does that make you nervous as we start the new year? Well, it makes us cautious, um, you know, because basically what that says is that if you take a look at what the traders are looking at, they're saying from the fundamental side, they're saying you know, demand isn't going to bail us out. And normally when we have some big price moves, it isn't because of surprises in demand. It usually comes back to the supply side. So what it does, it just elevates our sensitivity to what's going on in the weather. And at some point in here, we know that, uh, you know, there's going to have to be additional sales made um, on the old crop side and the new crop side, especially if for some reason we don't see continued dry conditions happening in South America. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about that South America. And I wanted to throw in a quick, we dive into this a little bit more in depth during our, our weekend market wrap up with the Nebraska Soybean Board. But having said that, it's a mixed bag there as well when it comes to weather. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, the, the South American weather is a mixed bag. The best way I can kind of lay it out for us here is that as we as we look at Brazil in particular, there's probably about 85% of the country that's probably doing just fine. And we're going to end up hearing some very good yields coming out of parts of, of Brazil. Some very, very early harvest happening up there and then some of your northern and northwest parts of Mato Grosso, which we're going to have some good yields there. But on the flip side, as we move on down in the southeast corner of Brazil, we get on down to Paraná. Um, they've experienced some very dry conditions here this last week, though. They did get some nice rain, but there has been a little bit of harvest happening there also. 
Now that harvest that's happening there is not given very good yields. They're actually given very poor yields, but that's to be expected based on the very dry conditions that they've had, Susan. Lots of things that we've looked at. I want to wish you a very happy new year as we head into 2022 and looking forward to future conversations with you. And I'm sure if uh, folks want to have more of these conversations, Jeff, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. All right, that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As always, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss or not suitable to all investors. We wrap up 2021 with the final Fontenelle Final Bell. It's being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Look forward to talking to you next year. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.